This program is brought to you by Bibleway Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. The simple words that explain the beginning, the why we are here, offers us direction to the path to the place that has been prepared for us, and how we came to be is so simple, yet so awesome. And I use that word awesome with purpose. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. What follows, as you know, is a breathtaking description of the power of God, the Almighty, that is beyond our capability or capacity to fully understand, I would argue. And that's the perfect word, power. What our God accomplished in 24-hour day is overwhelming. Birds, rocks, trees, water, elements, gravity, photosynthesis, all of the things that our greatest scientific minds have tried to unravel for centuries was just, well, spoken into existence easily by our Father, our Creator of life. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living soul. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? So easy, and yet in that simplistic act of forming dust and breathing on it, a living being was created. And in six days, the entire world, just as simple, and then our God rested. I appreciate that verse, God rested. I believe that, unfortunately, some of us think, however, that God needed a little break, and he was tired. And perhaps we expect, I, I don't know, he needed a nap after all that fuss. But no, make no mistake about it. Do not misunderstand. That is not what that word means. It simply means he stopped, ceased. He was finished. It doesn't mean that he overexerted himself and was, it, it was just that he was just done. It was good and complete. Now, I've taken a lot of time today to make the, this point for one reason. It's critical that we understand the omni omnipotence of our God, that our God controls the elements that keeps us alive and in an instant can choose for it to end. So we live and breathe only because God chooses to keep all of this that we have going. You'll read that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 17. In Him all things consist. So, taking all that into consideration, the power of God to create the universe and all that is in it, create humans, sustain the elements, all of that. Now think about this verse in that context. You have wearied the Lord. The first words inspired by God to the writer Malachi to pen in chapter 2, verse 17. Doesn't that doesn't that just hit you like a ton of bricks? You've wearied the Lord. Wow. So I looked up that word weary, of course, because I knew that God rested after creating the universe and that it did not mean he was tired. So what is this weariness? And I found something that just was kind of shocking to me. It, it means what it says. Exhausted. To make faint from labor. How does one weary the creator of the universe? And, well, if you're familiar with the book of Malachi, you know. But if not, here it is. The entire verse 17. 
You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, In what way have we wearied him? And that you say, Everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or, Where is the God of justice? And if you're still unsure of what wearies the Lord, consider this passage as well as a clue. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 23 through 24. But you have not called on me, O Jacob, and you have been weary of me, O Israel. You have not brought me the sheep from your burnt offerings, nor have you honored me with your sacrifices. I have not caused you to serve with grain offerings, nor wearied you with incense. You have brought me no sweet cane with money, nor have you satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices. But you have burdened me with your sins, and you have wearied me with your iniquities. I admit that I become weary at times, as I'm sure you do too. That weariness overcomes me when I work long hours and it just seems for nothing. What I mean here is when I have spent hours cleaning the house, cleaning out closets or working the yard or, or even in my secular job, I get tired. But it can be a good tired, right? We feel energized and hopeful. But when we've worked and worked or maybe we taught and served and served and it just seems to go n- nowhere, it's exhausting. Now, when we are aware that our Father says that we should not grow weary in doing good, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it can happen, but this is not the same thing. God's weariness does not come from being tired of doing good. It is from the active pursuit of His people working hard against Him, actively seeking to destroy His purpose. Do you get it? There's a huge difference here. So stop for a moment and consider this. God explains what wearies him throughout the Bible. He continues to clarify very eloquently exactly what wearies him in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. He says, For I am the Lord, and I do not change. Yet for the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. So you and I both know so many people are actively wearying God. But for some reason they just... They just don't get it. They seem to think that God is right there with them, holding their hand. I see it in signs in front of places of worship that point to God never leaving us or forsaking us. And He doesn't. He will never forsake or leave destitute those who are faithful. But keep reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. Return to me, God says, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Did you catch it? Return to me and I will return to you. Doesn't that mean that God may not be with someone that is wearying him? Sounds like it to me. He's talking about his people. If you're a Christian, that's you, that's me. The thought of my God not being with me scares me, breaks my heart. It's more than I can bear. God says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Some find it constricting and wearisome and and chafe against it and thus weary the Lord. But remember, never forget Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run let us run with endurance the race that set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And consider this. He wasn't too exhausted to die for us. 
carry that cross up that hill, be nailed to the wood, after no sleep, no food. The father looking down on all of that had to have the strength to not intervene, to not be so exhausted with us that he just stopped it all because he was tired of us. The idea that we could exhaust the creator of the universe, well, that exhausts my pride and exhausts my strength. It exhausts me to my knees. And I, I hope that you are exhausted too from fighting, from fighting him. I hope that you're exhausted in humble servitude to the mighty creator of our salvation and the power that went into that act. Because that, that power, that awesome power, that should exhaust us. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.